What radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee's Dan. I'm surprised you haven't heard about me. You know, I got a bad reputation. And sometimes I just go nuts like now. <laughs> radio what? What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services in Arkansas or even beyond, check out DJLittleRock.com. Get a quote, and maybe you can have me at your event. I'm so excited. It's wedding season, you know. Today on the program, we have none other than Jack Arrington. Yeah, I said Arrington. It's not Jack Carrington. It's not Jack Harrington. It's Jack Arrington. Jack Arrington Music. I found him on on the Instagram and he seemed kind of interesting, so uh, I'd like to learn a little bit more about Jack Arrington. He's all the way out there in Australia. Let's find out more about Jack Arrington. Oh, my shows this week. Uh, let's see. What do I have? Oh, I'm at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. The Rab. It's bar spelled backwards. You get it? <laughs> it's a dry county, and that's the way they get away with putting bar up on the sign. They just put it backwards. Rab. So if you drive by it and look at it in your rearview mirror, it says bar. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, yeah, that's the Rab. Friday night, uh, video dance party, karaoke jam, full bar. The kitchen is open. And the pool tables are a-going. Yes, they have a pool tournament on Friday night at the Rab. Well, I don't want to take any more of your time. Let's get to Jack Arrington and find out more. Skyping Jack Arrington now. Hello. Jack Arrington, please. How you going? Hey, it's Jack Arrington. Oh, this is Keys Dan from the What Makes You Famous podcast. How's your day? Hey. Oh, man, it's just starting, so it's uh, not too bad. What about yourself? Oh, very good. So, all right, let's go with time zones to begin this podcast. It's uh, 7.30 in the p.m. Central Standard Time here in the United States. What time is it where you are? Uh, it is. 10.30 a.m. I think it's Pacific Standard Time, if I'm not. Uh, yeah, I think, I, I, I think. I'm not too sure. I'm always confused with the, the time zone stuff, but all I know is it's 10.30 a.m. on the 2nd of July here. 10.30 a.m. In where, where are you at, Jack Arrington? So I'm, um, I'm based in uh, Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Probably the, the most popular city that we actually know here in the united states uh you know when you when you talk about australia here in the in the u.s you immediately think of sydney and is that the the biggest city in australia um uh, i think for, uh, for population and things happening uh in cities and stuff yeah 100 uh, percent. i wouldn't say it's the biggest by like land size that would probably have to be like perth because it's got the 
whole Western Australia side. But yeah, Sydney will probably be one of the biggest cities in Australia like that everyone knows about because of all the tourist destinations like the Sydney Opera House, the Harbour Bridge. Uh, what other attractions do we have? Uh, <laughs> I think we've got like, some good zoos and stuff like that. All right. So lots of things to do in Sydney, Australia. Jack Arrington. Yeah, yeah. Now, you notice I'm putting a lot of emphasis on those syllables because Jack Arrington, I don't want you to get confused. It's not Jack Carrington. It's not Jack Harrington. It's Jack Arrington of Jack Arrington Music. Uh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> How's your day? All right. So uh, you're just beginning, 1030 in the a.m. What time do you wake up? It really depends because um, I do work a casual job as well to support uh, my passion and stuff like that. It depends. Like the last few days, I've been waking up around like you know seven thirty. Today, I woke up a little later around nine thirty just because I had a little sleep in, had the had the morning off. Um, yeah, like I somewhere probably between like nine to ten area. If I'm if I'm on a day off, I usually try to wake up. I like a good sleep in, Jack Arrington. I'm with you on that. Uh, so, yeah. w- what does a, a Sydney Australian man have for breakfast? Oh, it's a bit hard. Like usually, like look, not gonna lie, I love my bacon and eggs. Uh, it's one of the most solid meals I love. But I recently got on a diet in the last month or so, so I had to change that up. And um, not gonna lie, I really love the poached eggs on toast with uh, avocado. It's probably one of my uh, favorite breakfasts. But you know, back in the day, like when I was a kid growing up, you know, the, the old famous Vegemite from Australia, I used to have on toast. All right. And well, then, as oh, a, and uh, wheat yeah. mixes as well. Yeah, as a uh, a rather large man myself, uh, I, I've got too many pounds on my on my ba- backside here, and I'm looking at the slender <laughs> figure of Jack Arrington and noticing that you said diet. Are you trying to lose yeah. some weight? Is that is that the reason, or is it health? Yeah, uh, it's it's more just um, to lose weight because I'm I'm going on tour in about a week. So for the last month, I've just been kind of like slimming down, trying to look my best for that. I had a lot of stuff going on with um, like music videos and stuff like that. So just I've always wanted to get back into shape. Like I kind of let myself a little go. Like I was going to gym every day, and then I kind of like had a little break for a bit. So like I got back into it, like healthy eating and stuff like that. Just because one, it's probably best that I I do it for sure. But other than that, it's mainly just to look good for tour. You know, uh, get that positive mindset. Um, really helps to like I find that like exercise and dieting actually does help a lot with mental health and stuff like that. Okay, I understand, Jack Arrington. I, I I've let myself go since Christmas, nineteen eighty six. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Jack Arrington, what's what's the exercise of choice? What do, what do you like to do uh, exercise wise? Are you lift weights or Ooh. doing the yoga? Um, I've never tried yoga to be honest, uh, or Pilates. I have had an interest because. A lot of people around where I live in um, Sydney, like it's it's a very popular thing. But I myself stick to you know the weightlifting. I do a bit of cardio as well. Like I I, I look, no one's really a fan of cardio, but you got to do it. So I I try to squeeze at least one to two sessions in of cardio, but mainly just like weightlifting. Yeah. Oh, if I'm ever trying to lose weight, uh, cardio is definitely the way to go. I, you know, I try lifting weights; it bulks me up. I, I try, you know, uh, d- trying to do any any kind of uh, stretching or, or yoga type things. It, it doesn't slim me down. The only thing that tears it off is running, and I know that's so bad for my knees, so bad for my legs. But it's the only thing that tears the weight off your body. That you know, and I, 
running outside or even running on a treadmill is not as good as running outside. Now, do you go to a gym or do you have something at your house? Um, I, I go to a gym. That's the only thing I hate about gym is obviously the membership. <laughs> it's, it's obviously, uh, they're not, they're not cheap these days. They're getting more and more expensive, which is really annoying. But yeah, I, I go to a, I go to a gym where, uh, about 10 minutes from my house. I usually just drive there. Um, even though I should probably should be walking there, <laughs> but um, I uh, I've also got like a little kind of like I live in an apartment building that has like that's attached to a hotel, so they've got like a little hotel gym that's like a little room. So if I need to do like say cardio, I usually just go down there because they've got all the cardio equipment. And if I need to do weightlifting, I usually go to like my my proper gym that I pay for a membership with. Uh, yeah, like it's I it's hard because I I always want to go to my the gym I pay a membership for, but. It gets to the point where I'm lazy in the night and I'm like, I've still got to get this workout done, you know. So I'm just like, all right, let's just go downstairs. We can smash this out. You can still feel good about yourself. That's good, Jack Arrington. You know, people are the same all over the world. I, I paid for a membership for about a year and I found myself going less and less throughout the year. Of course, you start your membership at, at, at the end of one year or the beginning of the next year you know january 1st uh, that's oh you know what that's my new year's resolution yes i'm gonna lose weight and january you're kicking butt yes you're going to the gym on the daily four five six days a week yes and then by september maybe one day maybe i'll skip this week (laughs) oh no (laughs) that's uh maybe i'm projecting that's that's me and i find that it's uh, it happens to a lot of people but uh, like i said jack errington you're you seem like you're fit you're you're in shape and i'm guessing that if you're going on tour it's going to it it, you're going to need to be physically fit now jack errington are you the front man of your band so i'm um i'm actually a solo act yeah so i don't really have a band behind me or anything like that um I I'd love to have a live band for performances. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's more just um kind of instrumental stuff. Like best way to put it is uh kind of like Bebo, which I'd, I'd love to like get on stage and perform as well as singing. You know, like dancing and stuff like that, just chucking a few moves. Uh, but yeah, like I'd love to have a band though. Like it's like the the vibe, the vibe on stage with a band is just like there's nothing else like it because it's live music and. You're just feeling the rhythm and you f- you're feeling all the vibrations from the band themselves while singing. It's just, I would say it's a better, it's a better uh, performance aspect. But yeah, I, I really just perform by myself on stage with a mic in hand and do a little few, you know, club moves, you know, like little like sprinkler move and everything like that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I've, I've been the DJ for most of my adult life. Well, since that same Christmas of 86 that, that I let myself go. Uh, and I've often had solo acts that would hand me their beats and say, Hey, can you, can you play this? And they'd sing along with it. Is that something that you do? You have a, a, a person that'll put some music on and then you'll sing over it. Yeah. So like, I don't have, um, I don't have a specific DJ or anything like that. I do have a producer, but sadly he won't be coming on tour with me. Um, but that, it would be great if he could, cause then he could be like my DJ slash producer for tour. Um, but yeah, I, I usually just try, I get a DJ to, to play it so I can just sing along to like the instrumental and just cause I, I find that like, it's, I don't know. I, I just love the vibe of like the instrumental more because it um, makes it easier for me to hit the notes more clearly, like, like similar to how it's recorded. Cause that's, that's a big thing for me when it comes to singing on stage. 
I'm someone who needs to perfect it to the point where it sounds like the recorded audio that you're hearing on Spotify or iTunes. I'm not a fan of those, you know, those uh, singers who have a lot of auto-tune on their voice in the recording process and they've got so many effects on their voice and then you hear them in person and it's a completely different sound. Yes, I find that when bands, especially when they're they're younger, but when they when they start to age, their voice starts to give out, and that's a that's a tool that that gets used quite often. It, you know, put a little echo on it, put yeah. some, put some, a little just something to massage that voice a bit, and maybe fill it out. Uh, it's it gets tougher. I mean, I, I know you're you, you seem like you're yeah. a young man. You look like a a, a younger. How how old are you? So um, I just turned 23 at the start of the year. Hey, all right. Happy birthday. I'm sorry I missed it. <laughs> ah, it's all right. So uh, w- w- what, what kind of party did you have? Did you, did you get some presents for 23? Uh, I, I, mm, not really. Like, I, I think, actually, hold on. Let me think. I don't want to say no, and then it turns out I did, because then it makes me sound like an ungrateful person. <laughs> I, I think I got... um. Oh, I think it was like a combined of Christmas presents as well because I got a new guitar for Christmas, like an electric guitar for recording, and I got some speakers. So I kind of like lumped that. Oh, wait, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. No, I got I got one cool present, which is like I was pretty thankful for, which is, uh, have you ever heard of the Nintendo Switch, the new um, Nintendo I'm, gaming console? I'm looking at one right in front of me, Nintendo Switch. I'm a Mario Kart and Smash Brothers fan myself. What's your Same game of choice? Here. I got... I, I've got those two. I've been um I've been smashing out. Obviously, I, I got uh Super Smash Brothers first, and I was playing that just to relive my childhood memories of Nintendo sixty four and GameCube. Yeah, but I got um Mario Kart, and I've been I've been more in love with that. To be honest, I didn't think I would be, but I've been just trying to get all the trophies on uh on the one. I, I think I've got all the trophies up to a mirror. So now I'm just up to two hundred CC. That's just how much two hundred CC. <laughs> Now, do you play yeah. where where you can uh, where you don't fall off the track? I was playing that at the start, and then I realized that there's an option that has the, the I think it's the tracking where you can't fall off the, the map. Yeah. I, at, at some points, I was like, I used to like I never used to know about that, and I accidentally turned it on and off. Um, when I'm with my friends, I, I usually keep it simple for them. Like I usually put it on for them, and then <laughs> I'll I'll put it on for myself just to make it even. And then it feels, I feel really bad because like I'll be winning and I'll be like, well, they don't know that this is an option. So <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure. It's like playing uh, with uh, bumpers on the bowling alley. Uh, you, you won't exactly. fall off the track. And that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. All right, Jack Arrington. And yeah, I'm going to keep saying your name. So it drills into that's people, good. into my listeners heads. Uh, when Whenever <laughs> they get off this podcast, I want them to look up Jack Arrington and find out more because that's what I'm doing on the what makes you famous podcast is finding out more about jack errington so jack have you always lived in sydney i was actually born in uh, melbourne australia which is probably the next more known city in australia because of the culture and the music atmosphere but i moved up to sydney with my family when i was probably like six months old so i pretty much lived in sydney my whole life but born in born in melbourne yeah so do you have any family in melbourne i have heard of that city yes that is a popular one over here yeah, um, so my immediate family, so like, uh, like you know, me and my mom, my, my dad and my brother, we all moved here and the rest of our family, so like 
my mum's side of the family, my dad's side of the family, they're all in Melbourne. Um, so we always go back to visit every so often just to check up on the family and everything. Like all my cousins live there. So, yeah. What's the distance? How far uh, on driving? Or is it driving or flying? Uh, you can drive there. Driving is usually about, I think, 11 hours, if I'm not wrong. could be 12. So it's like Ooh. half a day trip. Yeah. Then... On a flight, it's only an hour, hour and a half usually, depending on obviously like the flight traffic and, you know, like the winds and et cetera, but usually about an hour, yeah. All right. So you went to school in Sydney, in the big city. How how, how big is the city? Is there millions of people? Is it is it pretty big? Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you don't have to be Ooh, a, sense, a census taker. It's just, uh, it's a pretty big city, pretty bustling, uh, lots of traffic. Yeah, it's pretty big. I, I'd definitely say there's probably close to a million. Uh, I should probably fact check myself on Google right, right now. Right. But right. No, no I, need to I, do that. I'd say that, <laughs> yeah, there, there is a few, but it, it is, um, the thing about Sydney is it's, it's very, uh, what's, what's the word? It's very clumped in, in the middle of the, like with the city and with the city, it's all kind of like built on top of each other and everyone kind of like is mainly in the city and then it gets kind of like less and less and less. When you go out to more, or yeah, to the coast, but then when you go out more inland to the west, it gets a lot more people because there's a lot more space, and they're kind of redeveloping uh, the west side of Sydney into like another city, so it makes it easier for people to get more jobs, and um, so they don't have to commute like an hour and a half or about two hours to get to the city via public transport or like highways, etc., like that, like freeways and stuff. All right, I fact checked it so- myself, Jack Arrington. Uh, it's four point six. A million people as of 2011 and yeah uh, that's quite a bit and the capital of new south wales is that a a state in australia yeah so new south wales is a state where sydney resides in yeah all right i'm going to go into your schooling right now is uh and and geography Uh, (laughs) how many states are there in australia (laughs) there oh actually this is interesting (laughs) i'm i'm i'll I'm just going to, for a disclaimer, I am wasn't that good at geography. Back Neither am I. Still to this day, I'm not. <laughs> I think there's, there'll be about one, I think there's about five, five states. There's, it depends, because I'm pretty sure Tasmania is included, but oh, okay. it's like a little, it's a little like kind of island, like not too far off, I think, uh, bottom, bottom of Australia, but it's technically Canada's Australia. So New South Wales, Queensland, ACT. Tasmania, and then there's Western Australia, I think, which it may be. I think there's about five. (laughs) You're good. I put you on the spot. All right. We're testing Jack Arrington out. And, you know, I'm I'm a a Yank in the States here. I I know I'm in the Southern States, so I I guess I'd be classified as a a, a Southerner or a rebel. But, uh, no, (laughs) I'm in Conway, Arkansas, which is not – a really big state. Uh, I think there's maybe a million people in Little Rock, Arkansas, which is about 30 minutes south, uh, south of me. But uh, yeah, I'm from Miami <laughs> and Miami, Florida. Ooh. And that was, yeah, there's 7 million people. Yeah, I think they were on my block. So, <laughs> so I'm used to a, a bigger place. And, I, and being an entertainer myself, I, I like to have a lot of people. It's nice to have people around, a crowd. You know, when you're entertaining in front of people, you, you want to have a a big crowd. Now, you grew up in Australia, in Sydney, and how, what kind of schooling did you do? Did you have uh, public school, private school? 
So I was actually fortunate enough to go to a private school. Um, I, I actually went to two different schools. Actually, well, if you want to get technical, probably three. But there's so we got like we got the kindergarten to oh it's it's preschool to like kindergarten I think, and then we go one to six, which is like I think from the age of seven to I guess uh, this is simple math right now. Oh, to twelve, <laughs> seven to twelve. Yeah, I probably just screwed that up already. No problem. Um, and then and then we go to so that's primary school, and then we have a secondary school, which is like high school pretty much um which is year seven to 12 so from year year two to year year eight i was in a school called knox grammar and then in the nine to 12 where i finished school i was at a school called barker funny enough they were a postcode away from each other a postcode is like an area code or like like the um I'm just, all I know is like the Bay Area because GE's lyrics, but <laughs> they're like, yeah, it'd be like, it's like a postcode, like an area of like a certain city. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I went to two different schools growing up, but. So both private no schools? Re- yeah, both private schools. And again, I was very fortunate that they, they are a bit. I did want to go to a public school, funny enough. Like, I, I didn't like the atmosphere in private schools because everyone was a little bit acting very privileged. Pri- sorry everyone was acting very privileged in those kind of schools and everyone had this very like a stigma around them thinking they're better than the next person, which in all honesty, it was very toxic. And I kind of wanted to go to a public school because it was a lot more real. But at the end of the day, I am still thankful for going to a private school because it gave me a good education. Um, And I, you know, I got to university after school, which is even better. You know, I got got to get that out of the way and then um, got to focus on my music career. Yeah, it sounds like you had a, a, a good education in private schools. And I, I'm not going to knock you for having a private school education. If you have the means, I encourage everyone. You know, in fact, uh, I, I homeschool my child and, or my, you know, the wife does and, and it, she gets the best education, you know, just one on one. And the smaller the school, the class size, I, I think the kids get a, a, a much better uh, education. And I'm glad that that was the, it seems like that was the uh, the experience that you had. Now, did you have a lot of friends yeah. in, in school? Uh, it's, it's kind of funny. I was one of those kids who, like, I did have, like, a solid group of friends, probably, like, a solid group of, like, three to four friends that I would always hang around with. But I would say I was, I, I was also known as, like, a drifter, like, where everyone in school, everyone in the year knew me. Um, they either knew me for something nice or they just knew me for, like, just that kid that, you know, that got around and started talking to everyone. Um, I was very, I was rarely very hated, but maybe I was hated more than I know. <laughs> you know <laughs> at, at least not you to know, your you face. Never know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. experience. I finally, I'm, I've been nice to, to most people throughout my life. And I don't think any, a lot of people uh, didn't like me. Maybe, maybe one or two people that, that didn't, didn't fancy being around me. But, uh, yeah, I, I think if you're nice to people that, and at least not to my face anyway. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jack Arrington. Now, did you take up any a music interest in in school or did you have any extracurriculars what what kind of clubs were you in if you were it was really very weird actually um so i actually didn't do much music in school funny enough i um i didn't really find my passion for music until around about 15 so probably like almost like three years before i finished school so i i, I did music in school but it was too theory for me and um 
my learning, I'm, I'm a very practical, hands-on person for learning. I, I can't do much theory because my attention span's very low. Um, I'm not proud of it, but I'm <laughs> working on it. <laughs> no, but I understand. I also, uh, yeah, I also did drama as well. Drama was one of my main subjects in school. Like, I loved acting because I actually started out as an actor and dancer. But then I found my love for singing and music, and then um, I incorporated dance and music together. But then focused on music for a bit. But yeah, drama was one of my favorite subjects in school. I yeah, I did like I wouldn't say I did anything else. Like it, it mainly be drama, but I I dropped music two years before I finished school. So I did one year of music at school. Oh wait, hold on. No, I did two years of music at school. Um, in the and then in the last two years I dropped it because I wasn't having fun with it. I I felt like it's a bad exam. It's a bad thing to say. Sorry, but like um, I find that. If you have a passion and you start making it into like an education, like a schooling thing, um, I found that it actually made me hate it more just because that whole like mentality as a kid that, oh, education or I don't want to do school or school's lame or, you know, but after, you know, finished school, I realized like how stupid it was to think that. And if I could go back, I'd definitely be doing music the whole way through and I'd be doing more extracurriculum activities and stuff like that. But you just don't think about that stuff as a kid. Yeah, Jack Arrington, you have to make your own path, and it seems like you have made your own path. Some people just don't want to do the theory, and I find a lot of musicians that they, particularly guitarists, they they haven't taken one lesson. They don't know how to read music, and maybe they've taught themselves mm-hmm. on tabs and what have you. But yeah, it's hard to sit through the theory. But uh, and and I haven't found anyone, at least that I've I've done a podcast with or I've talked to that has really enjoyed that portion of it uh the yeah. they just want to get right into it just just go off you, you know get to work and start creating mm-hmm. and i'm i'm feeling that that's where you that where you landed jack errington is that is that correct yeah 100% it's definitely where i landed is uh yeah it, it's just like you know dive into the deep end it's i feel like it's a lot funner than you know dipping your toes in but to play the wrong analogy for all that. <laughs> I like that you said funner. I'm not even sure that's a word, but I like it. <laughs> it probably isn't. Let's use it. <laughs> Let's use it. That's right. Put it in a song. All right. So you, you said you just got a guitar for, for your birthday. Happy birthday. Now, 23, not one of the important birthdays, okay? Uh, 18, nope. 16, 18, every birthday before you're 10 years old, those are important birthdays. You know, t- 25, maybe 30, and then you'll start counting by fives. And then once you get to 70, you'll probably go by ones again, 71, 72, 73. If you're fortunate enough to, and you will be, you'll get there. You're going to be live, live to be 300 years old. Fingers <laughs> crossed. And putting out Jack, Her- Jack Arrington music, emphasis, emphasis on the Arrington. Okay, now uh, you're probably one of the only people who got my name right uh, in the end. Like first off, <laughs> most people say Harrington. I'm like, where'd you find the H? The H and the A. Where, I did not I, get the H. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they think you're speaking like, Cockney, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hello. No. <laughs> no, I'll stop doing that. I'll stop doing that because when Americans start doing it, as, unless it's for a role, unless I'm playing in a in a role, then no, I should not do any kind of British Australian any kind of accent. I think it's racist, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm probably going to get beat down because it is maybe. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> I've been fighting fighting with that PC versus uh, racist uh, argument. And I'm I'm having an argument with myself, not not with anybody in particular. I don't know. Is, is doing an accent racist? 
possibly. What do you think? I think it really depends on the accent. Like the like if if you're trying to do a Chinese accent, that's definitely racist. <laughs> that, that's for sure. What if I'm Chinese? Oh, if you're Chinese, that's fine. If you're not, if, if, like, let's be honest. If you're white, you're not doing anything right. Let's be honest. <laughs> no that's, accents. That's the way it is. There's no accents for me. I'm sorry, man. It, it's over. You, it's, can, you can do the Aussie one, though. The Aussie should be fine. That's not racist. <laughs> yes, Crocodile Dundee, he, he, he affected my life since, since the 80s. Uh, that guy. That guy. Is Paul Hogan still a, a staple in, in Australia? No, no. Oh, oh, well, actually, like, I don't know. Yes, but no. So we, we like, the movie is a classic. Like, you know, like, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Right. Uh, that's that's always a big line. Um, yeah, like, not as much as before. Like, we had those little, like, I think it's more Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin's probably our big, oh, big, uh, Steve Irwin. And, and Bindi. Yeah. And, and, what, yeah, the, crazy. the wife and the baby are, are into it, right? Yeah, and I think the son as well. The son does uh, a lot oh, of photography. Yeah. He's been on a lot of uh, talk shows in America. I've seen. Oh, uh, keeping their one name alive. I like, like it. That. Yeah, it's really good. Like they're keeping the family tradition on, but they're all doing it. They're not just doing it for Steve. They're doing it for the better of the world, which is the best part about it. Yes. Okay. And it's uh, it's all in Australia. Do they go around the world? Um, I think they go all around the world. Um, I think they're, they're probably in other countries more than they are in Australia now. Oh, that's great. See, it's not like you know them, uh, Jack Arrington. I'm I'm just asking you about about people, about things, about things in Australia. Australian things. <laughs> so, uh, so what are the what are the slangs? What are the 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 uh the lingo that you uh you throw around? Uh what kind of oh. yeah, Go ahead. Oh, obviously we we got the the old famous g'day. G'day, mate. G'day. That's- that's actually pretty popular. Like it's, it's funny because a lot of people um, think that we say that a lot, but I think Australia has got to the point now that everyone's like, we use it to mock ourselves and like to mock others who kind of say it. But at the same time, we do actually ironically say it normally as well. I like it. I like it. All right. But, what else? What yeah, are the, the good sayings um, in Australia? Cool. So we have a obviously for cigarettes. It's called ciggies. Ciggies. Um, okay. What about it's? It's all about like short, shortening the words. So yeah, a petrol station is a like a service station is a servo. Okay. You got you got um. I think they they officially in in Australia McDonald's is officially Macca's now. <laughs> I like it. Um, what else is there? There's oh, I'm getting a little mind blank at the moment. Um, hmm, what else is there? There is oh, like. I don't know. Hold on. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm getting, getting a mind blank at the moment. Ah, no worries. No worries. Ah, no worries. Hey, no worries. Hey. Is that racist? Is it? Do I don't know. Is it? <laughs> They'll probably get some uh, some feedback on this one. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. I, I think I want to do a whole podcast. Is it racist? I don't know. Uh, probably. <laughs> I, 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 I'm 50 years old, and I'm I'm going to get beat down. I'm sure. Because uh, uh, I, I can't change my evil ways at this point. You're, you're 23. The, the future's still still bright, still far ahead of you. <laughs> still bright. The, the whole world. You still change it. That's really right. <laughs> I, I, I tell people in their 20s, do whatever you want. Uh, fall down as many times as you want because your Wolverine powers are still uh, high and, and you're, you're made of rubber. So you can bounce. 
I love it. Yeah. So 15 years old, that positive mindset. 15 years old, you're, you're in. Okay. Uh, did you do any acting? Uh, w- w- did you do any plays in school? So um, we did a, I don't know why it was compulsory, but we had to do a year six musical, which funny enough, I wasn't against. Um, I was actually, I, at that stage of my life, I was very, like, I, I was a very shy kid growing up, funny enough, um, completely opposite now, but I was very shy growing up, and I when I did the musical, I only got an extra role, but I was very tempted to go for one of the main roles, but I was I was a little bit too shy, and I, I didn't think I was going to do good enough, and I just remember singing in class, <laughs> like I'd be singing, like when before the play and stuff, like I'd be singing one of the main roles that I wanted to play, and everyone around me is like, why didn't you audition, you actually have a good voice, and I was like, nah, nah, you guys are just saying that kind of thing, but in year six, I did a, a musical, I think it was... um. Horton Hears a Who by Dr. Zeus, which oh, is uh, actually love it. really fun. But th- was that a um, musical? In, uh, somehow it was. and I'm not sure if it's actually an official musical, but the school somehow made it into a musical. That's I think great. it was originally. Maybe. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, that's that's a great Dr. Zeus. Horton here, Here's a Who. Yeah, I was I was actually one of the Who's. So yes. That was fun. Did you have to put the hairstyle that, uh, on? Uh, I can't. I don't think so. I think um, what we had to do was we all had like really bright, shiny, like fluorescent colored uh, genie pants, like you know the big flail, like big uh, loose pants on and stuff like that. What I year was this? Remember the, the late, the the, the early two thousands. Oh yeah, this would have been. Wait, how old am I now? Oh wait, oh, wait no, uh, two thousand nineteen. So. Oh, you graduated two thousand nineteen. No, wait. I graduated to 13, so 13, six years 13. ago, and then six years before that. So around about 2007, 2006, I did this uh, musical. Yeah. So h- how and, many people um, did you p- perform in front of? How, how many people came to the musical? Oh, it was it was in the auditorium. I think it was just all the parents, just all the parents and the family. So probably like, I'm going to say max 200, because I don't think it could have fit more than 200 in the auditorium. Yeah. But so, somewhere around that. It how'd, probably wasn't sold out. Let's be honest. How'd that make you feel, Jack Arrington, in front of all these people? Yeah, but no, I I know that your parents were among them, amongst them, and but there were there was other parents there. How, how did it make you feel being on stage? It was um, it was quite nerve wracking to be honest. Like <laughs> it, it was probably one of my first ever performances, and I wasn't even the main act, and I I was on stage with a lot of other people. But yeah, very it's it's nerve wracking. But I guess um, like even to to this day like i do get a little bit nervous sometimes before going on stage because the way i look at it is if i'm nervous it, it actually means something to me yeah. so yeah but another thing is the bright lights as well the bright lights on stage always get to me they always make make me sweat a lot and it's not even like it's it's kind of like half with the nerves but mainly it's just like the lights are so bright and they're so hot they just make me sweat heaps and i'm like this is the worst thing possible for me <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of a lot of acts, and including myself. Whenever I get in front of a lot of bright lights, sometimes I'll put some some sunglasses on. Not the really dark sunglasses, but there's some that you can wear at night, like the yellow framed or or sometimes a purple yeah. framed, uh, very light, just to cut the light. Because yeah, it does get bright, especially if you're on a stage. 100%. That oh my goodness, with a lot of cans up there, it it yeah, the heat could get to you. Now, you, your parents yeah. were they in the in the auditorium as well, mom and dad? When you did this Ooh. play, uh, I, I'm gonna say yes. Just they, <laughs> they don't go off me. And um, like they are very, they, they were they are very supportive parents. But 
Yeah, it, it uh, I'm assuming, yeah. I okay. don't think my brother was there because at the time my brother was just like, oh, I don't want to go to school musical. I don't want to be at school after hours. So. All right, all right. So uh, your parents were were and are supportive of what you do? Yeah, so um, my my dad is very supportive of me. He he helps me with my career at the moment. My mom was very supportive. Uh, she passed away about five years ago in, oh. in the end of my schooling years, or six years ago, sorry. But she was very supportive up to date. She was actually the one who got me into music in the first place. And she pushed me for the creative side. Like, if I wanted to do acting, if I wanted to do dance, she was like, all right, let's find a class. Let's put you in. Make, if you like it, keep doing it. If you don't like it, we'll, we'll find something else. So... She was definitely the main support of my life. And then my dad jumped on board later in life. And at the start, he was more concerned about my education, which is fair enough. And he just wanted to make sure I finished school, you know, got my education and, you know, got a life plan together. But it was a good balance, to be honest, because it kind of set in the mind that my mom was like, you know, express your freedom, get creative, follow your dreams. And my dad was kind of like, you know, just make sure it's realistic and, you know, have a plan like, all that kind of stuff so it was the best of both worlds so it kind of got into sense it's like i understand that my i can have a dream but if the dream is not going to work out at some point you got to kind of realize that fact which luckily i've realized that i can do my dream um i've gotten a lot of positive feedback about it if i didn't get the positive feedback about it and people said i wasn't a good singer or anything like that like to the point where no one said anything positive i would have got the message and be like all right well i gotta look for a real job or i gotta look for uh another another career path so to say yeah so if, if it's okay jack errington uh talk about your mother she she's the one that you say inspired you to get into music at, at an earlier yeah. age uh, how so um it's, it's so funny there's a lot of stories so she uh, back when i wanted to when was i i was about eight when i started acting and um it was because me and my brother I don't know, we were just like, well, me, I was always a weird kid, to be honest. I was always like, you know, I had this first time of meeting it, but like playing those imaginary games, you know, like, you know, like getting really creative when I was just like with friends or like by myself, like people would probably think I'm crazy now if I told them, like, if I started doing it now, like it looked like I'd be talking to an imaginary friend kind of thing. It was kind of like that, but not an imaginary friend. Like I just see things in my mind, like kind of be all creative. And then one day, um, my mom came up and she saw an ad in the paper for like an agency, like a acting agency for kids. And she goes, "Hey, would you guys like to do acting? Like, would you want to try it?" And she always knew, like, I love. I it was weird. I always loved movies so much to the point where I can remember actors, and I could be like, "They're in this movie, this movie, this movie." When I see them in a movie, and I don't, I don't know why, I just I just start remembering like kind of like uh, like monologues and stuff like that, and. One of the all-time favorite movies that me and my mum used to watch um, is Grease. And I think that's yes. actually what got me started into like to dancing and, and actually singing, but more so the acting because I, I love the whole acting aspect. And I was like, I want to be a movie star, you know, that, that big dream. And so we, we signed up for it and then she, like, you know, she pushed us in that. Um, the, like, obviously not forcing us. She said, look, we'll do it. We'll give it a go. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it. Um, so we tried it. Loved it for a bit. I think my brother dropped off before me. I kept doing it for a while, all about till through primary school. And then I started taking dance lessons in between that because Step Up was a crazy turning point for me. When Step Up, the movie came out, yeah. I was just like, oh, it's actually like really cool to be a dancer. You know, like um, Channing Tatum, like he kind of like set that, that dream image I want to be, you know, like some big muscly dude with abs, like being able to break dance and hip hop dance and 
impress all the girls and stuff like that. And it's a very, uh, very petty reason to impress girls. But yeah, it was, it, it was cool. And she, she saw my love for dancing and then got me into dance classes. And she's always just very supportive. And she, she just like pushed me to push into my fullest like abilities. And she never let me give up. Like she let me quit sport to take on acting full time kind of thing. Like, I love sport, but yeah, then I was just like, oh, it's a, it's a bit of a conflict. So I'm either going to be playing sport on the weekend or I'm going to be going to an acting job on the weekend. And it got to the point where I'm like, well, technically I'm making money from acting as a kid. I'm gonna be, and I'm not really, like I'm having fun with soccer and stuff, but I was just getting kind of uninterested with it. And then later on, sorry for the spiel just going on here. No, keep going. The Later after that, one New Year's, we're with... Um, one of my dad's cousins and my mom, my, my one of my best friends, my dad and stuff, and he had SingStar. Do you remember that game? No. Say, what what oh, is it? Oh, okay. So SingStar, I don't know if you guys had it in the States, but uh, PlayStation 2, sure. it was on. Um, that that old thing. I just got uh, rid of it. I have a, a three and a four in front of me as, as well. Oh, I haven't had a PlayStation age. I used to be an Xbox fan myself after the PS2, but um, my brother was always PlayStation. I was Xbox, so it was kind of good because he'd get his own console, get mine, and if we really wanted to swap, we'd just swap. But yeah, I um, never had an Xbox. So, so yeah. So you say it's yeah. a singing game where you you sing along? Yeah, it's like it's like karaoke. Best way to describe okay. it. Like, if you know the game, you definitely know it. But it's all like it's like karaoke, and it's based on points. Like whoever hits the right notes. Better right. for longer, like um, obviously they had like a point scoring system, and I think there was about six six different scenes stuff. So like they're all done in genres. So like there was like a pop one, you know, there was like classic hits. There was like eighties. There was like funk. Like there wasn't a hip hop. So I wish there was now because looking back at it, I probably would have been able to rap better now. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, like one one night we were playing the SingStar, like the original one, and one of the most known songs on SingStar was Eye of the Tiger. Yes. And um, we were playing Eye of the Tiger, me and my dad's cousin, and we are just singing, and my, <laughs> I think everyone in the room goes, well, Jack can actually kind of sing. Like, it, it, like, have you ever considered doing lessons? My mom's like, yeah, I've been wanting to get him in lessons for like the last year, but I just don't think he's really interested. In, and like, I just thought like, I always used to sing, but I used to like mumble along the words to the point where it's just like Michael Jackson, I'd be like, like da na na na, you know, not actually saying words. Right. So I was always interested in it, but finally after that, it was like a turning point. Going, all right, well, like I'll try lessons, see how it is, and then started getting lessons, and bada bing, bada boom, fell in love with it, and um, yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, was that racist? <laughs> <laughs> bada bing, bada Ooh, boom. <laughs> No, all right. So, hey, let's face it. Most men do what they do to impress girls. Okay, we got that out of the way. 100%. <laughs> and so, you, you you actually, when you were acting, you were making money acting. You, you acted in some things that that for pay. Yeah, so it was mainly like it'd be like commercials and stuff like that. I can't remember like any big roles. Um, the only ones I actually remember where they're either like secondary roles or like extra roles and you'd still be getting paid as a kid like i can't even remember i think the, the most i got paid because this one time i was supposed to be on this 
Superman Returns, the one that was filmed in Australia. Yeah, or Brandon. I think that was released. I can't remember which one when it was done, but I was uh, supposed to be an extra on set with a whole lot, lot of kids, and that was crazy. We got paid, I think, a thousand dollars for the day, which is like still quite a bit of money. Yes, it is for an acting job, and like we were on set for like nine hours, which is the legal time. We didn't actually get to be on set. Like we, don't, we didn't get actually to. Sorry, I'm gonna really say that. We didn't actually get to film um, because the day on the set it was like torrential rain, and we got on set and it was raining. We had to wait inside, and in Australia, I'm pretty sure it's probably in the states as well. I think it's like the legal um, amount of time kids can kids under 16 can stay on set is for nine hours. Probably right. And yeah, and it's, it's obviously like safety stuff, and like you need a nurse on set, and so like throughout the whole nine hours of the day. Um, it was pretty much like all on halt. And when they started that, like when they started doing the filming, they had to do all the main important parts. And it got to the end of the day where we we're just sitting around doing nothing on set. And they said, uh, "You guys have to go home now. We can't actually use you. Um, oh. It's illegal if we keep you on set anymore." Which, which was sad. But uh, end of the day, we got paid anyway, so yeah, that, that was all good. I'm sure the thousand dollars was uh, was nice to to take home, but it would have been good to to be in the movie uh, uh, with Brandon Ruth. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So I mean, I know we we do this, and and yes, you get a couple of bucks, but for the most part, creators like to create and like to do things. Hundred percent. Yes. All right, Jack Arrington. So you had a a, a small acting career in your young life. <laughs> Yeah, doing commercials. Let's I, say tiny. We'll say tiny. Yeah, we'll say small. I, I think I say small. Give me too much credit. Ah, small, tiny. It's semantics. <laughs> <laughs> We're chit-chatting with Jack Arrington. Jack Arrington music. I liked it. So, all right. So you did that uh, acting. When did the? When was the first time? Wait, you just got a guitar. When was that the first time you picked up a musical instrument? First time. I picked up a musical instrument. I actually uh, started playing piano when I was in year three, which would have been around about the age of nine or ten. Wow. I'm not too certain. But I played that for about two, three years. And then, again, it got down to that kind of theory thing, which kind of turned me off, and I just wanted to play. And then, sadly, I actually forgot how to play piano. Like, if you get me on a piano, I can play a few chords, or I can just, like, string some stuff together. But I'm not, like amazing i'm not like crazy talented on that anymore oh don't lose it get back into it piano's like the the key to everything as far as i hear yeah it definitely is it it actually is a very key 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 instrument to songwriting and composing a lot yeah so all right so you you got done with piano and once again school and the theory got in the way and i understand i yeah i'm I'm not a big school man myself and I, i i do go to school when I need something, when I need to, to have maybe something for the radio or something for the DJing and learn, learn newer skills or, you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't like to stay in school and learn the theories cause it, it does get drawn out. But if you, mm-hmm. Hey, and this is for the listeners. If you want to stay in school and you know, math, save the world, stay in school, go ahead. Do you, it. Make yeah, the world a better place. That's right. You'll be the ones. Uh, but for now, uh, Jack Arrington will be making the music and and helping you relax while you save the world. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, all right. Um, so, all right. After piano, what did, what other instruments did you pick up? Weirdly enough, um, 
I don't know why, but my brother used to play clarinet for a bit, and I have no clue why I was drawn to it, but I thought it was really cool. It is really Maybe cool. Maybe because it looked like... I think it's just because it looked like a really big version of a recorder. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played that for like, I think, I don't even know if I got a year through that, to be honest. Uh, I, got, I got like, no, actually, yeah, I had a year of that. Um, and then I, I lost my interest just because I was just like, uh, this is, uh, this instrument's cool, but it's not that cool to me. Because yeah. then I found my love for guitar and stuff like that, which I actually... The next instrument was an electric guitar. Funny enough, I didn't actually start an acoustic. I started on electric. And that was because I think when I was doing my clarinet lessons in the music class we had, because we had to do music as like a default subject in primary school, which now thinking about it, I'm so grateful they did. Yes. Um, we, we picked up acoustic guitar. And like obviously, the first song everyone gets taught is Smoke on the Water. Why wouldn't you? Um, E-A-D, yeah. E-A-D-A. <laughs> <laughs> even you know it. like i don't even know the chords off I, I can just get the fretboard out and like i, I think i like, just made that oh, up no, 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 no. <laughs> but you, look you you're you very it's it sounded right to be honest it sounded very <laughs> all, correct all right we'll go with it <laughs> but yeah that um picked up the i got into electric guitar lessons for about two years well i sorry i got into that for a year and then the problem with that was is like i really love guitar like I thought it was cool and this is the time when i was listening to jones brothers when they were still together before they split and got like obviously got back together this year or yeah. last end of last year, but that was very big in the Jonas Brothers and I thought it was such a cool thing to, you know, play guitar and like you know, make music and look like a rock star. Um, the sad thing was my hands were very small at the time and I couldn't actually stretch out to do like a lot of chords and bar chords. It was very difficult. So and get a smaller guitar. I got, I, yeah, I, sh- I should have done that, but I um, I kept going along with it and then – um, luckily I was, I think I was renting the guitar at the time. Yeah. So I, we didn't like buy a full guitar and, you know, waste money on it. But later I, uh, started doing acoustic lessons soon as I got out of the primary school and got to senior school. I did that for about two years before I left that school. And then I got another year or two at the new school I went to. So I did four years of like training for acoustic guitar, which is really good. Like I did like. I learned a lot of the electric stuff, but I learned that for four years. And then after that, I was like, ah, uh, I don't really need lessons. Like, cause I'm just getting taught tab stuff. And I, I wasn't really like, I, I was like, I was interested, but it was, it was quite difficult. And I just wanted to learn chords. And at the same time, we're spending a bit of money on, on lessons. And I thought, well, like, let's just save some money and I can teach myself. And that comes down to bringing like the fun back into it, where it's just like, it's not an education thing. And, you know like obviously for the viewers out there education is a great thing but at the time i thought it was very boring um which i was definitely wrong about but <laughs> yeah i i self-learned from after four years of lessons and ever since then i've just never put down the guitar and then i've just been self-teaching myself ever since now how did you self-learn jack errington i'd say like for anyone out there who is trying to learn guitar is buy a, like a cheap acoustic guitar nylon string you don't need steel string unless you have the money for it and you want to hurt your fingers a lot because <laughs> it does hurt your fingers a lot with the calluses but i'd say you go to ultimate guitar tabs uh that's a really good site and it just has type in any song you want to learn usually has all the pop songs has chords has tabs has almost everything it even has like ukulele um bass chords but yeah just go into those like 
going to that website and kind of just learning songs. And the main thing is you just print out all the chord sheets. Like you get a chord diagram and you learn all the basic chords and then you just go learn songs and just, yeah, just go with it kind of thing. Um, just believe in yourself, really. Hey, you're teaching us, Jack Arrington. I like it. <laughs> go to good Ultimate Guitar Tabs. Is that what it is on YouTube? Yeah. That's exactly. It. Um, it's just type it into Google and it's a, it's its own site. Yeah, it just has like a whole lot of like tabs and lyrics and everything that like most. It's it's all submitted by people in the community and stuff like that. Like you, you can either have an account or you can use it without an account. It's all free. They do have like a paid version which goes into more detail. But in all in all honesty, you don't really need that. Um, if you're just learning, you just type in whatever song you want to learn. It, whether it be like a pop song, a rock song, heavy metal uh reggae anything you want to learn just put it in there and just slowly start grinding away learn the chords and um yeah just practicing it's you know you gotta get your ten thousand hours in and it's better to start as early as you can as well we're getting some knowledge from jack errington uh it's such a young lad and he's got already uh, already done so much uh now all right so you say uh when when mom unfortunately she passed and and dad took over uh, how, how mm-hmm. so? How did how did Dad take over? What what kind of work did he do that that uh, he was able to to support you or uh, in your music? So, yeah, uh, well, like Dad's always been working um, to provide us with like you know a good house, like you know food on the table, clothes, like even the fact to fund my my passion and stuff like that. I obviously ever since I've gotten a job, I I've, I try to fund my own passion, but he'll like he'll be a very financial help. Um, when I need it, like I don't like taking financial help from him because if I'm taking his money for my like passion, I'm taking our money. I'm not taking like he like you know what I mean. Like it's it's not it's not my money to use. I find like he's he's more willing to give it up. He's like no no no. I want to support you, but at the end of the day, I I want to try to be independent and I'm I want to make it myself. But he does help financially. He does help with the support. Like he tells it like he's um. He he just talks about me to everyone he knows. Like he's a businessman, but you know all the contacts he have. Like he has like crazy interesting contract uh, contacts that you know one thing leads to another, and he knows like someone at Universal, he knows someone at Sony through like contacts, and he just like spreads my name out there. Any chance he gets to talk about my music, um, as of lately as well, because I've released my two singles on Spotify and stuff. They, um, he, it's easy for him to go like, oh, check out my son. Like, this is my son who does music. I don't know if you ever want to do anything with him. But yeah, he's he, and he's there for the support aspect. Like, he always, he always used to come to my gigs when I was doing gigging, and um, yeah, he, he'd just be emotional support like all the time. He couldn't be there, but that's fair enough because he was working very hard to, you know, provide us with all the, the stuff. Well. What was I going to say? Uh, provide us with like everything that we have today. Like, like I said, like the roof over our head, like the food on the table, the clothes on my back and everything. So if it wasn't, even if it wasn't supporting my music directly, you know, like pushing my music out, he was supporting me in general, which helped me relax a little bit and actually focus on my music. So like he would say, you know, stay home. You don't need to move out yet. I want you to stay home, which also came down to the part where it's about like obviously mum's not around anymore and you know I don't want him to be alone as well like because my brother has moved out and my older brother and I'm staying home as long as I can like obviously I want to move out get some independence but at the same time it's just like the more time I spend with dad here and he's comfortable with it and he goes 
it helps you save money to put towards your passion, like this career that you want to go down. So that, yeah, and that that's like the main thing. He's just like, he's very supportive in letting me, like obviously at the start, it wasn't so much because he was like, you know, you got to get a real job. You got to, you, you got to get ready for the real world. You got to make like the money to support yourself and later in life a family. But then he came around to it and ever since then, he's just been very supportive and to a point, like he's still got that realistic factor. Like, look, if this doesn't work out, just remember you need to have a backup plan kind of thing, which is understandable. That's definitely fair enough. Now, speaking as a dad, he sounds like a, a stand-up uh, gentleman. And it, yes, I, I, I want my children to succeed as well. And I want them to do what they want to do. So it sounds like he's he's uh, supporting you and what you want to do. But you're also a good son. You, you're staying home and you're helping him out as well. And, and, and that's nice. It, you know, I, for me, I, I keep my kids home forever as long as they want. They could stay as long as they want. I, I have no... No need to uh, to push them out into the world before they're ready, and uh, it, until they it, start clogging the toilets and stuff, and you're like, "All right, hold on, they can unclog their own toilets. They they know what they're doing. They're big kids, and and you're a big kid. You're a big boy now. You know how to unclog your own toilet. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you help out whenever you can uh, in, in at Definitely. the house. Now you say uh, you have a Joe job that that's uh, helping you out until you get your music career uh up in the air there jack errington Mm -hmm. hanging out in sydney australia what what kind of work are you doing so i do retail um i work in a shoe store it's called platypus shoes (laughs) yeah it's it's like to be honest i love shoes like i like i'm i'm not obviously i don't buy a lot of shoes anymore like because all my money goes towards music but i I, i've always just loved shoes just sneakers i thought they were the coolest thing (laughs) I like it. Platypus Shoes. That sounds great. Hey, that's a big shout out for them. This portion of the podcast brought to you by Platypus Shoes. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, just send them an invoice. It's like, there you go. <laughs> now, um, you say your brother plays instruments as well. Does he still play or or has he had a, an affinity for music over the years? Well, um, it's weird. My brother was the one who started off in music, like with instruments and stuff, but I don't know if he can sing or not. I'm very, I'm still curious to this day if he can sing or not. I think if he didn't start like smoking cigarettes, you know, after school, maybe he probably could have sung. But at the same time, I don't think he had the attention span for something creative like that with you, singing. You um, never went without, to a karaoke bar with, with your older bro? No, nah, he's not that type of person. He he, he kind of like he he goes like it's cool when you do it, but if I do it, no 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 no. You know what I mean? Like he's he's embarrassed like but. He um he did pick up DJing for quite a bit um around the end of school and after school, which I will say personally I thought he had like a de- like a possible chance of being a good DJ. Yeah. He just got uninterested with it. Like he got into a real job and everything, and uh yeah, he's just trying to make some money and all that kind of stuff. So he he kind of like left the creative side of everything. But every so often he does like I, I do see him uh play with the dj set and everything but he yeah he was he was also into dancing as well but like he was into a lot of creative stuff but he was also a really good sports star funny enough like he he possibly could have played for australia as a goalkeeper in soccer what uh, i just don't i think he lost his interest yeah oh okay well what kind of what kind of work is he doing now he's uh he's in sales hey, uh, he does right. sales for big business like some big businesses so 
Yeah, so it's kind of like the complete opposite. He sells and I sing. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And you're still close with your brother? Yeah, very close, my brother. Um, ever since he's moved out, it's a little different, but it's it's good because we don't live too far. We only live like 10 minutes away from each other, like 15 minutes away in the car. So it's always good. But yeah, we're we're very close. We're, we're pretty much our best friends. That's good. Don't lose your family base. They're the ones that will back you up more likely than anybody else. Now you say in 100%. school, yeah, in school you you grew up and you had your your four friends or so, and that's pretty much all you need, really. One or two good good friends that'll back you up. You, do you still yeah. keep a, a small base of friends, or or has that grown? Um, it's it's weird because I, I did move from one side of Sydney to the other after school as well, and I did move schools during my schooling experience, like halfway through. So this the friends I had from the first school. I've got maybe like one or two that or maybe like uh, we'll say one to four I still talk to, but they're not like they're not friends on the regular I talk to every day or hang out every day or like they'll just be like old acquaintances that like if I do see them we'll we'll have a chat, we'll definitely sit down for like in you know, a half an hour to an hour, have like a catch up and all that. But in my other school there was maybe like a few but like in the end of my schooling experience I actually a lot of my friends had dropped out of both the schools I'd been in. Um and I think that was actually better because they weren't stuck up on the whole school kind of thought process of like, oh, this person, this person, does, did, like all the rumors stuff. And I think it was better for me because they kind of got a taste of the real world and they weren't stuck in that school headspace. So like those friends, I've got about, about four, four to five in the group, something like that. I feel like if they listen to this, I'm they're going to be like, who the, who's the five out of the seven or something like that? <laughs> Don't name but, names. Let, um, them, let, let them keep guessing. Yeah. <laughs> let them keep guessing. Um, but yeah, like I, I still have those friends. Like obviously I don't, because I moved to the other side, like the opposite side of Sydney, I don't actually see them anymore as much. Like I still talk to them and we do have catch-ups. Like we used to go to festivals and music events together, like obviously to listen and, you know, but these days, I do have I've made more friends through work in in the new area I'm in, uh, which I hang out with a lot. So, I I do have like a close group of friends now, like for like three to four in the, where I live, and then I've got my like my old like my uh, we'll call them like the original group of friends, like the OGs, you know, um, <laughs> that we barely catch up, but every time we do, it's you know, it's it's just like we, you know, it's the same same again. All right, Jack Arrington. And now, what's a, a typical night for Jack Jack Arrington? You like to go out and and do things with your small group of friends. Now, what's a what's typical for you? Mm, it sounds really bad, but I'm actually like I like staying in these days. To be honest, I like Netflix. Just like you know, staying get like a nice feed. Like I, I'm not really much into drinking anymore. Uh, I used to be because in Australia the drinking age is 18. Just to clarify, I know it's 21 in the states, but around 18 um i was drinking a lot and up till about the age of like 21 funny enough i was drinking a lot and then soon after 21 i stopped drinking so i don't i don't really go out like partying anymore or anything i just try like stay home focus on my music i'm not writing music um you know watching something on youtube about it like i'll always i'll always be writing lyrics no matter what and i just prefer to stay in you know have a nice night in like watch some movies so try to get some inspiration or even just hang out with friends, like we just go to each other's houses and just you know have a dinner together. Like we just make each other dinner. Or like, like I, I sound like an old soul, but like I, I'm just not into partying as much anymore. Like I just I just don't find the the fun in it. Like going out to because my main intention when going out was 
to try to get girls. Let's be honest. That's probably the main intention of most of males course. going out. Um, I did love to boogie on the dance floor. Don't get me wrong. When I see a dance floor, <laughs> I'll go straight to the dance floor, make a fool of myself, and I get to the point where I get so distracted with having a good time on the dance floor that if a girl does come up to me, I'll be like, get away. I'm trying to dance right now. I'm, <laughs> in, my, I'm in my zone. So, yeah, I'd, I'd just be buying a lot of drinks. And, you know, I'd like at the end of the day, like I'd wake up with a hangover. You know, I'd wake up with barely any memory. And my bank account would be a little bit more emptier than it should be. Hey, you bring up some good points. Like I said, when you're young, you're made of rubber, and you you have yeah. your your recovery factor is is at a ten. Uh, as you get older, it starts to dwindle. But uh, yeah, you got through all the drinking and all the partying er, even earlier than people than kids in the states would have. Because sometimes <laughs> in the states, it's twenty one to thirty. And then they finally yeah. realized that, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be all snookered every night, you know? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. getting drunk every night is is not the way to be. And you got through yeah. that uh, a lot earlier. So good on you, <laughs> you know? you uh, Pretty thankful for that as well. You gained that wisdom. So, uh, yes, I like that, Jack Arrington. And, uh, and now you're ready to focus on your career a little bit more, your music career. Yeah. And you, well, like, you well, I, yes, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just about to say, like, I think of it like, why party now when when I'm successful, I can actually properly party. Like, I can party like with the money that I've made successfully. I can actually have a night off and celebrate something that I've achieved instead of just going out and thinking I'm having a good time. When it's just like you're running off like say a hundred dollar freaking budget, and you know you're spending at least two hundred dollars a night. It's not fun. But I was just thinking, well, I'd rather I'm going to motivate myself. To work harder, so I make the money, to then I can celebrate properly, but not as much. But then now I'm just like, I don't even know if I'll celebrate like that way. I just, you know, do some more fun activities. Like, I just find like performing for the funnest thing. Like, performance gives me the biggest adrenaline rush and it gives me the best feeling, better than any feeling that alcohol could ever give me or anything else could ever give me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like that. There's nothing wrong with bringing a few friends over and cooking some dinner and having a little Netflix and yeah. chill. That's not, no problem at all, Jack Arrington. Now, you you mentioned you're you're performing. Uh, when was the, the first time that you performed in front of an audience? And have you ever had a band that back you up? Um, uh, so the band thing, I've only had a band back me up once, and that was in my last year of school for like a little. They had like a. It was like, I don't know if it was a battle of the bands. I think it was just like a, every band, like all these bands could just go in, like sign themselves up and perform in front of like the whole, you know, auditorium after school in front of the year and stuff. And someone in one of my classes, like he goes like, you're actually like a really good singer. And I'd actually, we don't have a singer for our band. Um, and we want to play John Mayer's song and uh, Xavier Rudd's song. It's like, would you like, would you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, 100%. I'd love to play with a band. And that was like the only time I did it. But probably one of the funnest experiences I've ever had. The first time performing on stage would be, oh, I'd have to say probably around 15. Um, at the end of the year, around 15. So just before I turned 16. Because my singing school used to have like a open mic. They say open mic night. But it was like on a weekend. And it's like uh, for everyone in the singing school, you know, you get up and do a song you've been learning. Um, that was, I won't lie, one of the most nerve-wracking and terrifying <laughs> experiences I've ever, like, ever had because it was the first time being on stage by myself with a microphone and everyone was staring at me. But 
yeah, it was it was, uh, it was fun though. Like it's once I shook that, once I got that first performance off, it was it just started getting easier and easier. Now, where did you sing along with? That was that also a, a backtrack or was that? yeah that, that was all backing tracks like uh that was all like karaoke tracks and stuff like that uh well no backing tracks yeah no they were backing tracks so no no words on a screen it wasn't a karaoke show nope nope uh look like it was all uh all just a performance with yeah. the backing track and remember the lyrics but what was, um what was the song then i think I, oh the first song i ever learned and i can still remember it to this day because every time it comes on it hits me in the feels uh would have to be Black and Gold by Sam Sparrow. Oh, that's nice. That's you heard nice. that song? I don't yeah, yeah I, I believe I have. I, I can't uh, hum it off. Uh, can you sing a little bit of it? Um, like, when the fish swam out of the ocean, and I went on and on, and I'm looking nice. for a reason why, and you set my world in motion, but you're not really here. And the stars don't even matter. I wanna be next to you. Black and gold, black and gold, black oh. and gold. Sent little chills up my yeah. spine, Jack Arrington. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, party people, the, the, he is a singer. He's a singer. There, there's proof right there. <laughs> there's you, no auto tune on that. Don't have the auto tune on the microphone, I swear. <laughs> not at all. No, no, that was live and in living color. Oh. You heard it live, not pre-recorded. So Jack Arrington, wow, yeah, just sent a little sp- chills up my spine. I liked it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> so, uh, uh, let me see if I put myself back on track here. He gave me the feels. <laughs> uh, yes, that was the, that was the first song I learned. Um, Black and gold, yeah. And what year was that? That would have been yeah when I was fifteen, I think. So, so eight. Eight years ago, yeah. Eight, Eight years, years ago. ago. Yeah. All right. And so uh, that was the first time on stage in front of how many people? Uh, that was a very small room. Like, that was just family, um, family and friends of people at school. And there wasn't many people in the heat. So, like, it would be, like, maximum probably 50 people at a time. Hey, so 50 people nice. probably I performed to. Yeah, that's a good That's a good beginning. So where did you go from yeah. there? Yeah. How big did it get? Now, uh, performing with the band, you say that was the best feeling. Uh, get Man, get a band. Oh. Yeah, I definitely want to, like, um, ho- obviously when I get a, little bit, uh, get a little more traction and engagement and, you know, like a, a little bit of a bigger fan base and I can actually do my own tours. Um, and, and when I get the budget, I'd definitely love to get a band along and um, do live, do, like, all the performances live. No, but it's just... Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a bit hard because when it comes down to a band, it's a lot more cost. It's a uh, it's a lot more, uh, say like rehearsals and stuff. You always got to find time that everyone's ready. It's 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 easy being solo because I can I have to rely on my own schedule. But right with the band, it's a little bit harder. But it's if you can find the perfect balance, it does work out. But until yeah. then, I'm still yeah. one trying to find people who could play in the band that could actually play the music. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's I know it's hard at the moment, but definitely it's definitely on the the list to things to incorporate into LiveX. Um, just like uh, I think it's like Mac Miller, Mac Miller, uh, rest in peace to Mac Miller. But he uh, he was amazing. I think he was setting up a new live act before he passed away. We like he was he's mad into his live bands and everything. He was a very talented producer, obviously rapper, but he was um, getting a live band. And ever since seeing like I think his Tiny Desk uh, session, which is like a 
it's like a little performance thing on YouTube, but he did one of those and it was just crazy good. Like the live music is just, ah, uh, it's a different feeling. You know what I mean? It is. It is. It so is. Uh, I, I haven't had too much experience singing with a band and I'm not a vocalist by any means. I, I do a lot of karaoke DJing, uh, you know, from uh, probably one or two every week. So, so that I, I do get to sing along with a backtrack and, and and I have memorized some some uh, songs, so I don't have to watch the words on the screen, even though they are on the screen. <laughs> but I, I'm no Jack Arrington, I'll tell you. <laughs> so uh, so you, you're uh, when you're I see you're producing music. Do you produce it on your own in your room and with with your own computer, or, or do you go to a studio and and sing along? Or do you, um, what do you have? I uh, so I, I've got like a little kind of like studio, like a makeshift studio set up in my room. Um, I don't actually produce all my music. I don't. I'm not that talented, to be honest. I'm not going to take credit for it. I've got my best mate slash producer, who all the songs I release, like the song "Pull Me Closer," just like my first debut, "Summer Fling," um, my recent one, uh, and then I've got ten other songs that were supposed to be released as an album originally, but he he uh, he co-wrote it with me. Um, but he mainly produced all the. The tracks I gave him like little inspirations and like little references and stuff to songs in the in the top charts or anything like that that I really liked and I wanted to kind of like vibe with. But then I'd have like little uh, like say like uh, four chords or something like that that I really liked and like hey can you make something out of this and I like, give it to him and then like you know an hour and a half later he'd have like a kind of basic layout of a song production ready for me. Wow. Um, so I can't take any of the credit for the production. My friend Blaze, um, he he shout out to Blaze, my man. Like he's he's crazy good, like crazy talented, very hardworking. He uh, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have any of the music out at the moment. But I do write a lot of my own lyrics. But um, the way we do it is like I will write lyrics and then we kind of like go into the session together with two heads and we're kind of like butt heads a bit, but we're very honest with each other and very critical, which is probably one of the best things you need as like a songwriter and like music producer and stuff you like you need someone else in the room who's going to be honest with you and be like no nah, that's terrible that's that doesn't sound good or this lyric doesn't make sense trust me like i think uh, the one example we have is like we butted heads on one of my lyrics and he was like oh he's saying oh it's let's maybe put under the bleaches in and i'm like dude like we're australian like we don't refer to anything as bleaches that's american like you know we refer to them as like uh the grandstand or something like that and he's like no 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 like and then it got to the point where i'm like no we're not doing it and we ended up like doing some dragon ball dragon ball z references which i (laughs) I actually liked better but yeah it's like it's it's all about like like just butting heads and getting down to the to the finished product of what we both can agree on to the point where it's just like we both like it we both know that this isn't you know like just um just like a throwaway like oh let's just put that down leave it like let's not care about it but yeah we, we um we put a lot of effort into co- co-writing and he'd come in and like when, when i come in with finished lyrics it'd be like oh okay let's change this line let's change this line let's do the melody like this maybe a little bit different change it up like this and i'd be like well hold on quick keep this or can we maybe add this in on top or what do you think about this so yeah it, it's definitely a combined effort um but we we did record all the singles I've got like the the twelve I've got at the moment. Um, in not not many people actually know that I've got twelve songs. Like uh, I got ten in like the bank at the moment that are going to be released all this year. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it's it's uh, they were all done in my room. 
Jack Arrington, it sounds like you and Blaze are a good team, and that sounds like a, yeah. a good a good idea to me. When I I know that all right, even in movies, uh, you know, you have a director that has a vision. The editor is the one that really puts that vision together and puts it in a in a more palatable way. Sometimes the creator, you know, has these ideas that are so big, but yeah, Bleachers versus Grandstand. Bleachers may have made it more universal. I don't know mm. which which one because because grandstand seems to me is is maybe racing cars have a grandstand yeah. and and I know both terms I, I know them bleachers versus grandstand it seems synonymous to me uh, so the, the fight is is moot uh, for that matter I, uh, wow yeah. I don't know which one I would have chosen. And which one? Yeah. I guess in in context, I I would have to see it. But you went with Dragon Ball Z. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it was somehow just like molded around to the point where it's just like, let's just take out that whole Bleachers line, and how about we reference something I really like? And at the time, I was rewatching all the Dragon Ball Z original <laughs> series, and I was just like, let's talk about Goku, let's talk about Freezer, let's talk about um, Krillin, you know? And then I think we dropped some uh, Emperor's New Groove, um, the Disney Channel. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, there was a there was the uh, Empress New Group, the movie, and then there was a Disney Channel, and like we put we put in like a line about Isma, the one who's like trying to steal the crown and everything. It's yeah, it it, it was kind of good because like if we didn't butt heads on that line, <laughs> we wouldn't have got to a product that I liked even more. And the fact is, I could have dropped and I dropped some pop culture references that I really loved, you know. So it was good. I dig it. I can dig it, Jack Arrington. You and Blaze making a good team. Now, all right. Uh, truth be told, I, I'm uh, stalking your SoundCloud right now, and I know four four <laughs> years ago you had a a song called "Alcoholic." Uh, oh, by the Common oh, Kings yeah. that the covered you covered some music. Okay, you have a lot of of cover songs there. Now, what was the first one that you put out? Is it L- "Looking with Awesome"? Um, so, awesome. So that's um that wasn't that was the first original I ever put out with someone that was done over email and i think he's from germany he just hit me up randomly um but the first cover i ever did um because i actually used to have an old youtube channel which i don't have anymore i sadly deleted it and i'm such an idiot for doing that but this is i I think it's because i got a lot of i got bullied a lot in school because of the singing stuff but uh the first cover i ever actually did was um apologize by one republic yes it's too late to apologize it was that was a banger of a song back in the day. And yeah, it was. Still, technically, every time I play it, I just go, "Oh, in my feels." But yeah, I had that. That was like my first cover ever. Um, don't have it anymore. I, I did. I redid a version, which I don't know if it's on my new YouTube, but um, I used to do a lot of covers on Instagram as well. But a lot of them got deleted because they're like, you know, back in the day when Instagram could only upload fifteen second videos. Right. And then it got to the point now, one minute, and yeah. So I, I yeah, the first cover was definitely "Apologize" by. One Republic, and then I think I started using SoundCloud more, and I did Alcoholic. Um, and what was yeah, the next one? That's I the one I, I see. Oh, no, I got You and Me by Marky Basie, uh, uh, Bassy featuring Easy, and then Fresh Eyes that and one, um, Grammar. That uh, that You and Me cover, I think it's got around twenty eight k plays. Yes, somewhere around twenty thousand. I'm looking like, at it. Big that hits, is. Man. Um, to this day, I still don't understand. Like that still gets likes to this day and views. And I'm so curious. I'm like, that's, that's I think it's three years old, four years old, maybe two years old. Yeah, I'm um, looking at it. Two years old. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's. I, I'm still like flabbergasted. I'm like, how did that ever happen? Like, why? Or how's this getting played so much still and still getting liked? And I, I'm still baffled. Like, I, I <laughs> you never know it, what like, people are going to like. Maybe, maybe you can talk yeah. to uh, uh, to Mark Bassey and G Easy and see if you can do an official cover <laughs> and put it out oh, there. Please, like they are they are amazing artists in their own right. Like, I definitely love to come back to America and do some work with some artists, even like if not big artists, like even little artists, like people who are coming up in the scene or Absolutely. just anyone in general. You know, I, you mentioned that you, you did a collaboration with someone that doesn't even live in the same country. I was speaking to another, uh, a fellow Australian, uh, Jack uh, Penna, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, John, John Penna, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he he was talking about, uh, uh, he's, he has a, 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 a guitarist in the Middle East and maybe another a drummer in the UK or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly, yeah. but but the internet has made uh, producing so much uh, so interesting to me. So, do you mm. even know this person that was in in Germany? The, have you met face to face? This uh, was Jason Penna. No. I'm sorry, I was he's out of Australia as well, Jason Penna. Yeah, well, like, it's, um, yeah, no, I've never actually met this person. I've only talked to him, like, before that song and after. I haven't had contact with him since. I think he wanted to do another song, but then um, I just got, I got very busy with what was happening because I started making my own music with Blaze. But, uh, yeah, like, we never met face-to-face. Wouldn't have a clue what he looks like. Don't know how old he is, you know what I mean? Like, it was very interesting, like, you know, back in the day when in, the internet was first a thing, like, you know, you had the dial turn and stuff, like, right. that concept of talking to, like, not knowing who the person is and you're doing a song with them, that's, like, kind of weird. Like, it's kind of creepy. Like, people will be like, that's, that's crazy. really, like, you shouldn't be talking to strangers. But now these days, it's such a common thing. Like, yeah, it's a big change. That's amazing how you how the internet has has brought people closer in that in that respect and and some some in some respects takes takes people apart you know because I see a, little, yeah, a lot of people that are 100%. hanging out together and they they just look at their phones all, while they're hanging out together <laughs> to me as yeah. an outsider as a as an older man you know I'm fifty and and seeing that it's kind of hmm all right uh, are you even interacting <laughs> with each other and I guess they are in their own way. I guess you're you're yeah. a young man. Do you do you look at your phone while you're while you're having uh, food with your I'm friends? Terrible. Yeah, I'm so bad. Like I again because I do use social media a lot for my music and Believe promotion it. and stuff. But I I think because I use it a lot, I I think that I need to be using it all the time. But I'm usually just casually, mindlessly strolling through my Instagram feed. You know liking random things that I'm not even properly looking at. Like you kind of just go into a zombified state. Like I remember when Facebook was a massive thing. Like like before Instagram got bigger, but Facebook's not as big anymore. I find in Australia, but everyone used to be on Facebook. I used to be on Facebook legit every second right. or every minute of the day. Like I had my phone in my hand, I'd just be on it. Like even if I was with friends, like it got it was very bad, and I still do it to this day. But I try, I consciously put my phone down now, going, "All right, I've been on my phone too long. I need to stop being rude," kind of thing. Yeah, right. And you're mindlessly scrolling. At least you you see that. You see that. And a lot of people have stripped down to just Instagram. Uh, A lot of artists, in fact, have stripped down to just Instagram because it's easier just to to throw up a picture, you know, let people know what you're doing and, you know, throw up Mm. a a flyer picture of yourself or you and your friends just hanging out. Uh, I think it's less time consuming. and uh, It's a lot more user friendly as well. You may be right. And and I think you are exactly right. Uh, So, yeah, Jack Arrington. 
putting out knowledge, giving us gems. <laughs> so, all right. Best. <laughs> so um, you have some things in the works right now, uh, Jack Arrington. Uh, what, yeah, what's going on? Um, sorry, you go. Sorry, <laughs> I shouldn't have cut you off. <laughs> no, no. What's going on? What? 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 Um, what do you, what's in? What's in the works for Jack Arrington music? So. Uh, like I said, I've got like 10 other songs I'm releasing. Um, I should be releasing another song soon. I, sh- I was supposed to release one a while ago. I'll put it like in the last two weeks, but I uh, I haven't had the time to put it all together, like get the campaigns ready and stuff just because I've got all this tour stuff happening. And I actually had my wisdom teeth out about three, four, three and a half weeks ago. So that put a halt on things. Um, that wasn't very pleasant, to nope. be honest. <laughs> But um, yeah, I got three of them out, and that was like that was like two weeks in bed, just not doing anything. Couldn't even write music because I'm someone who needs to sing to write music, and right. I could not move my mouth. So tell but, tell about this tour. Um, tour is is great opportunity. Shout out to the, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Justice Crew. Justice Crew, no, have not. But we hear about them actually, now. That, I think um they were on the last season. Uh, America's Got Talent. Actually, I don't know how far they got. So I is know it, it's a dance crew. America's Got Talent. Yeah, it's a dance crew, but they also sing as well. Ah, singers um, and dancers. Yeah, but they um they're on Australia's Got Talent like ten years ago, eleven years ago, I think it was. Um, and now I think last year they're on America's Got Talent. But yeah, they're doing like a reunion tour, like a ten year anniversary tour, where they're going around to some regional towns first. And I think they're gonna. Like when it starts, it's gonna keep getting longer and longer, and longer. Like they're gonna keep adding more venues and more locations, and maybe even go international. Don't know if I'll be doing that one, but depends how it all goes. But yeah, like the boys um, were so so kind and generous to bring me on. Uh, like I'm, I'm not getting really, I'm not getting paid for it, and I'm kind of happy about that because this is more about exposure and experience, and yeah, like it's it's just a learning experience. And I'm very keen. Like I'm, very, like, I haven't performed for a bit. Like other than doing pub gigs, like, you know, uh, the bar and stuff. But I haven't been on stage probably doing my own stuff in a while. And it will just be good to get in front of a crowd of, like, 200, you know, push out my own music, you know, jump around on stage, have the time of my life and be on a tour. Because we're doing um, a, a show every night for seven days straight. Excellent. So that's going to that's gonna be very mad. And I'm so keen for that. Uh, now, how did you get yeah, together um, with the Justice crew? So um, my manager actually hooked it up. Uh, oh, you have a manager? Just, yeah, yeah. I only got a manager at the start of this year. Um, great dude. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am today like this year without out. him. Like he's um, I like I definitely would advise for any musicians listening or any any creatives listening. Like, don't think that you don't need a manager. Managers are probably the most important thing to a creative's career because it lets you focus on the creative side and then they push the business side absolutely um, you are so smart you are learning it's it's like yeah like I, I like i i've been doing like the music thing properly like full on for the last two years and barely getting any opportunities and stuff like that like and if you do it because someone randomly stumbled stumbled upon you but with a manager like he's just putting stuff in front of me like he's making things happen he's keeping up to date like he's keeping on my ass and being like you know do this do that like have you done this yet like um, how about we try something like this? So yeah, it was really good to have have him come into my life this year. And in the last four or five months that I've known him and, and been with him, he has pushed me to opportunities like the tour, the Justice Crew Boys, 
and got me to some events and all that kind of stuff. And he's just been just been making sure like all my music's released properly. Like he got like I wouldn't have my music video together. Like I released my first music video, I think about two two weeks ago what? to this day actually. Excellent. Um yeah, and, and if that wouldn't have happened, like getting like the the whole production team together and getting it all set up, that wouldn't have happened without him. So yeah, like uh he he helped me a lot with that and the tour was just probably like the icing of the cake within four months, three months of knowing him, he got me on a tour, you know, as a support act and that's like <laughs> like you know, like the results show for themselves as well. So I was pretty happy with that, yeah. Oh, I'm excited for you. It looks like the Justice Crew is pr- pretty. Uh, yeah, they're, they they look like they, they they've got it going on, and and you're getting in on the on on the ground floor. You're you're getting in with them and with a good crew, a good crew, if you will. And it looks like you have a good yeah. team with uh, Blaze and and your your manager, uh, who 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 will go unnamed at this point. Oh, uh, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> go unnamed, right? No, it's good to have a manager. It, it definitely, uh, you know, they, they're the ones that are going to get you gigs. They're going to be in your corner. They're going to back you up. And yes, they allow you yeah. to create without having to worry so much about the business side. You know, I, I, when yeah. I was first started DJing, it was just all I had to do was play the records. And then, I, you know, at times I would work with an MC and then we would switch pa- places to where I'd be the MC and then he'd be the DJ. And now you have to be all in one. And then even more, you have to be the, the, the manager of your own. You have to make your flyers and you have to p- promote. Oh, my goodness. If, if you did it all by yourself, oh, yeah, it would be overwhelming. <laughs> it would be overwhelming, Jack Arrington. And I'm glad you have people in your corner that are helping you out. So uh, what's, this, uh, what's this summer fling that I'm, I'm seeing that you just put out? Tell me about the summer fling. So- Summer Fling, uh, that's obviously my, my latest single that I released. Uh, started this month. Oh, wait, sorry. This month's July. Started June. I released it. Um, but enough, it, was, it, it got released the day after I got my wisdom teeth out. So <laughs> there's, a vi- there's a video on my Instagram story where I'm in a robe and I've got like the bandage on my head and I'm dancing to it. <laughs> it was probably the stupidest thing I've done, to be honest, because I think it actually caused more pain. But it was, it was good. Like, it was uh, it was fun, but yeah. So summer fling, um, it was the second single to really to be released. Uh, I've gotten such a great response from it. Like, it was a bit slow at the start with streaming like on Spotify, but got added to like an Italian playlist. I think it was, and that like it went crazy. Like, yeah. got crazy streams. Got about like three point four k in yeah. overnight, like over two days. And I was like, oh, the Italians must love me. I wouldn't <laughs> mind going on a holiday to Italy. <laughs> yeah. Just in time but, for the summer. hundred yeah. percent. Maybe I can have a summer fling over there. Who knows? And I'm looking at this video of you on Instagram with your, your bandage on your head. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's very uh, Lewis Capaldi inspired, if you know who Lewis Capaldi is. I do not, but I will look him up. <laughs> he does a lot of uh, videos like this um, for because he, he's got a massive song at the moment called... Um, I think it's someone you loved. Uh, I, I think you threw uh, a little Macarena like in there. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right. It look was, up. Uh, look, yeah, it was, it was fun. For sure. Look up Jack Arrington on the Instagram. <laughs> Do it now. All right. Any uh, any other things you want to give out to the people? Let people know about Jack Arrington in your music. Um, and anything else? Probably just be uh, just all my socials. Uh, I'd just say like my Instagram is 
at Jack E Music. And um, you can find all my social media links there, or you can go to my website, www.jackarrington.com. But yeah, maybe just check out my new music video, leave a comment, see what you think, and uh, hope you like it. And if you want to see a video for Summer Fling, like a proper one, or maybe just a full extended version of the one up on Instagram, I would love to hear the feedback. But other than that, yeah, just maybe check out my Spotify and everything like that. <laughs> Very good. Do it. Do it now. Oh, yeah. JackArrington.com. That's, I'm going to put it in the show notes so people know how to find out about Jack Arrington all the way from Sydney, Woo. Australia. And, and, and you got there at a tender young age of six months old uh, from uh, – <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. All right. Well, baby, we, I think we've learned a lot about Jack Arrington. A- anything else you want to – get? any last words for the people? Um. I just have to say thank you so much for having me on the on the show today. And um, like I said, just be educated, stay on your grind. And um, as my mom always said to me, always follow your dreams. You're the coolest, Jack Arrington. Thank you so much for being on What Makes You Famous. It was amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you later. Easy. Have a good one. See you later. Well, there you have it, party people. Jack Arrington, so young, and his whole life is ahead of him. His music career is taking off, and he's going on tour. Yeah, go check him out if you're in the Sydney, Australia area. And uh, find out more just by going to jackarrington.com. You heard a little bit about the life story, the guy behind the music, and now follow him. Be a stalker. That's right. Chase Jack Arrington all over this great planet from Sydney, Australia. Well, from Melbourne in the, be- in the very early beginning, all the way out to Sydney, Australia and beyond. Yeah. Nothing but great things for Jack Arrington. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. If you want to tell your story, I encourage you to give us a call. Give us. No, it's just me. Keys Dan. Give me a call at 501 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for this installment of What Makes You Famous, the podcast. Hashtag What Makes You Famous. Tell everybody about it. Do it. Tell them. <laughs> it's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys. This is Shelly G with a fast fact. Top-selling albums used to reach sales of 20 million copies before the advent of online piracy. By 2009, it had dropped to about 5 million. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Hey, Keys Dan. What you doing? My line. I'm playing the best music by request. 24 hours a day, click on the request tab at the top of RadioWhat.com. Radio What? dot com.